What's up, family? Welcome in to Speak for Yourself. It is an incredible show today, not because I'm here, not because NFL 15,000-yard sure? rusher LaShawn McCoy is here, not even because NFL insider Dave Hellman is here, but most importantly, the birthday girl, the brilliant, the beautiful Happy Joy Taylor. Birthday. Birthday. Look at that. The glam shot on the board. Let's go. That is that is a good shot. Okay, glam is that, shot. A who, young is Joy that? Taylor. who is that? A young Joy Ooh. Taylor. Younger. I was younger. Younger. I was younger okay. Then. <laughs> it is going to be an amazing show. No, that's right. Thanks, Glad guys. to have you. Glad you brought that picture. Or it is. I approved this picture. Okay. okay. <laughs> that is an I'm not good. They make sure they pick the pictures first. Get that picture yeah. right. Happy <laughs> birthday. Happy <laughs> birthday. Thank y'all for hanging with us. Celebrate her online show, Joy Taylor. Some love at Joy Taylor Talks. Anyway, let's roll because the Cowboys, they were talking last night and the whole world was listening. Whether you love the Cowboys or hate the Cowboys, you have to respect their performance yesterday. National television, Dak Prescott, five touchdowns, four passing, one rushing. He balled. He absolutely Bald. Remember, he went into the game with seven straight games throwing an interception. But yesterday, no turnovers. A lot of people are feeling good about that. And nobody's feeling better than Dave Hellman. But Shady, you have been one of Dak Prescott's biggest truth tellers, some would say, or critics, other would say. Did Dak Prescott quiet the criticism yesterday? I call it keeping it 100. Keeping it 100? Um, I, I would say yes. I would say yes if... if, if you know, beating the, 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 the Bucks was a good thing. But the truth is, no. He did not sign the Cricks, right? Let's just, let's just talk about it for a talk second. Talk about it. I'm listening. The Bucks are not a good team. They never was. They're not a winning team. I'm not making that up. They were 89 this year. You were. You know, they're the only team in the playoffs, 89 record, with a losing record. It's the truth. Last five, the last five games, or, yeah, five weeks, five games, wherever you want to put it, the 28th ranked defense, the 21st ranked against the pass defense, they're 26 in sacks. Did you see how long Dak had there to pat? I watched, him go, I watched him read from the left all the way to the right, move to the left, then throw to the right. Now, he had a phenomenal game. Can't take none from Dak Prescott. But the truth is the truth. They beat a bad team. And I think the only reason why people gassed this, this, this game up, blew it up so big, because there's Tom Brady. He's 7-0. Was it 6-0, 7-0? 7-0. He's 7-0 against his franchise. They never, they never beat him. It's his last time, you know, with the Bucs. He's in the playoffs. They can, anything can happen. A miracle. We believe that because it's Tom Brady, right? They thought that the Bucs were done. When I was 20 years old, my first car was a Benz. Yes, sir. Uh, your first car was a Benz? Nice. Yeah, I was driving my mom's car in high school, you know. Oh, but, your first one you bought. But the, yeah, my first one I bought. So anyway, so I remember when I ran out of gas, mm -hmm. right? I'm calling 911, like, oh, I'm out of gas. Call my mom, right? And then the, the, the um... What is it? Double, triple A. Triple A. They come. They say, Shady McCoy, that you? My ass, me. He got picked up with the Eagles. You're not out of gas. Reserve gas. Everybody thought that last night Tom Brady had their reserve gas. Mm. Right? When they, they almost finished, but there's still a little life. There's no life left. Life. The Bucs are who are the Bucs. They only beat two winning teams this year. All season. So, it's no surprise that, 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 the, that Dak Prescott and the, and, and the Cowboys won that game. Now, granted, he didn't throw a pick. I was surprised about that. Because, I mean, every week he throws. But he did a good job. And they won the game. So, yes, I think they did a good job. But he didn't sign some critics. We'll see when he plays the Niners. Good defense all yeah, year. Great defense. Great defense. They beat good teams. Yeah, great teams. So, we'll see. Why are you smiling so hard? Brett Maher struggled last night, right? Cowboys kicker. Missed the, the Cowboys kicker. It was, it's gentle. He had a bad night. He would have a terrible day on here. Goalpost moving this way, <laughs> that way. Shady McCoy moving the goalpost. It's over here. Now it's over there. Wait, how am I moving? They won the playoff game. 
We were saying it was it was a two point line. They went on the road and won a playoff game. It was a two point line. They were two point favorites against the Buccaneers. Yours truly picked them to lose, and I'm the Cowboys guy here. So clearly, there was merit to the idea that the Buccaneers could win this game. For that matter, the thing that got this conversation really rolling in the first place was a stat line that Shady's read off a bunch of times. I got it right here. 134 yards, no touchdowns, one pick against who? The, first, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's the first game where they cook. Let him cook. That's the first game when they Tampa cook. Bay Buccaneers. Let him cook. One of those wins was against the Dallas Cowboys. The Bucs went into Arlington at AT&T Stadium and smacked them around. I get it. It was week one. This game wasn't a gimme. No, it's a wild card game. I get that. The Cowboys should have higher aspirations, and we'll hold them to that now that they've won. But what would we be doing? What would you be saying, Shady McCoy, if the Dallas Cowboys had lost this game? If Dak Prescott had played a bad game, which he didn't, by the way, he played the best game he's ever played, played in very, his he played life. Very well. And I think it's a little harsh to say he had "quote unquote" all day when you're talking about starting Jason Peters at left tackle, losing him a quarter into the game, having to move a new guard in against Akeem Hicks and Vita Vea, and it just didn't matter. Dak dotted him up all night. Actually, I didn't give the producers warning last time this happened, so now they know if I can get the tweet from somebody who's been critical of Dak at times this season. Can I get the tweet? Can I get There it is. There it is from Emmanuel Acho. I didn't wear my glasses. I actually can't read it either, to be honest with you, but I just know. The word that I like in there the most is marvel. Yeah, Dak, or, nice. um, Emmanuel said you have no choice but to marvel, marvel at, that performance at this by performance by Dak Prescott. It was the best he's ever played. It. It's a wild card game. I get it. But we did a whole segment last week about oh. what it would mean for Dak and the Cowboys if they lost this game. They didn't just win it. They yeah. dominated. It, it was more lopsided. Be, so you got, you, got to, you got to give them that credit. He, he, I you got to give them that credit. I just said they ball against a, a bad team. Are they goalposts hopping all over the place? I, I said he did well. It's over I'm in a, the corner. I'm a, listen, it's up in the upper decks. You want the truth? I'm the truth. We all can agree that that the Bucks are a bad team, right? Do you agree with that? The Bucks Their are. Sh- they're not a bad team. They're not, not a good team. They're not a good. They're not a good. They're not a bad team. They're an average team. They're an average team. No, they're not. Or below average. Like, what are we talking about? Right. Okay. Well, remember, week 18, they didn't play because Tom Brady didn't play the whole game because yeah. they were already in clinch. So, I will say, you know, they're, they're an 8-8 eight eight team when they play their guys. They're an average team. But join your birthday. You do the talking. <laughs> you, do, you run this. I mean, look, Dak played an excellent game. Best yes, he did. Ever yes, he did. Wonderful. So, so, that, so, that is that. You yes. can't take anything away from Dak Prescott's performance in this game. But what is the standard for the Dallas Cowboys and, for that matter, for Dak Prescott? Because that determines the answer to this question. Mm -hmm. If the standard for Dak Prescott is winning a playoff game against a below-average opponent. Talk to him. Even if it is impressive, it would have only been impressive because the Cowboys have been so disappointing. Mm, it wouldn't that's a good have point. been impressive if it was any other team that had actual standards. So if the Dallas Cowboys standards are we win one game in the playoffs against a inferior opponent, Ooh, then yes, they were cooking last night cooking. and they should feel great about this season. They have nothing else to accomplish. If they are what everyone's been saying they are all season, which is Super Bowl contenders, mm then this was step one. You should win this game. Wouldn't we all have been a bit in shock if the Niners had lost, the Bills had lost, sure. even the Bengals? Sure. We can say that now because we saw how the game went, but we would have been shocked if shocked. the Bengals had lost. Called. Shady had all those three teams locked to win mm, for, he a sure did. He sure for a did. reason. No, for a reason. So, so 
So, no, he didn't quiet the critics if the standard for the, for the Dallas Cowboys is to more, win more than one playoff game. But I don't know what the standard is for the Cowboys. You tell me. Cowboys fans seem to think it's a Super Bowl. So who has actually quieted the critics that's in the postseason? Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Burrow. We still have questions about their career, but if they have a bad game, we're not like, oh, it's over. They're not really capable of doing it. If Josh Allen doesn't make it to the Super Bowl this year, we're not going to say, is he ever going to make it to a Super Bowl? Mm -hmm. If Burrow doesn't make it back, we already know he went last year. And Mahomes has one and has been to one and a league MVP and a Super Bowl MVP. Those are the men who have quieted the critics because they can afford to have a bad performance and we're not going to have questions about them. So – you got to tell me what the standard is, y'all. I will. I, Dave, can I get in here? Go ahead. I, got, you know, I, mean, I, I got I got takes. Let me get in here. Let me go get in here. Go, go ahead. I do think Dak Prescott quieted the critics, or at least he should have. Why? Because what has everybody been critical of? Myself, LaShawn McCoy included, has been critical for this reason. He throws picks. So if you've been critical about him throwing picks, and he ain't throw no picks, man, Dak Prescott can't beat championship-caliber defenses. Well, a lot of those defensive players... We're on that championship team, and Dak Prescott dotted him up. Dak Prescott, he can't perform in big moments. Five touchdowns, most he's had in literally a calendar year and some. So if you were critical about Dak turning the ball over, Dak not showing up in big moments, or Dak not being able to dot people up, I've seen dots, I've seen protection, and I've seen a meaningful win. Now, Some people have been critical about Dak Prescott not going to a Super Bowl, but I think that's the next tier of criticism. I think he's quieted the critics because what we saw from Dak yesterday was peak performance. Peak performance, when primary, when when elite talent meets elite moments. That is when you peak, when your maximal level of ability meets the maximal level of challenge. And for Dak Prescott, this was the highest level of challenge in his career, a playoff game. And we saw his maximal level of ability. Last time I saw Dak play this good, week 18 against the Philadelphia Eagles. Problem. Eagles were playing all their backups because they were already in the playoffs, as were the Cowboys. Mm. So this was the last time I have seen – no, this is the only time I've seen Dak Prescott play this well in a meaningful game. That's why I think critics – got to be quiet in my But mind. up until yesterday, he had one win in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It, was one, it was one and three. So don't you think that's what had been most critical? Like Dak can't win in the playoffs. He's one and three. That's a no, we bad know he can because he had won a playoff game. The criticism, I think, of Dak Prescott, and this is why I asked what the standard is, is what are you asking of Dak Prescott? In mm-hmm. my mind, you're asking Dak Prescott to win the Cowboys a Super Bowl, no? Isn't yeah. that what the Cowboys want? Isn't this what Jerry Jones said when he talked about noise in the playoffs? Like, noise in the playoffs, to me, uh, with a team as talented and as good as the Dallas Cowboys is not winning one playoff. But let game. me ask you, right? It, I think about it like it this. It doesn't too. mean it wasn't a great win and Dak didn't play great. But to silence the critics, you have to do something monumental. Ooh, but if, you, if you're saying that the only way to silence the critics is to win a Super Bowl, then is that critical or is that ignorant? No, I'm not saying that. If, they went, if he takes them to the NFC Championship game, I think he's, he's cemented himself in a way that we know we, know we are right there. It's interesting. That's fair. I think, I, I think there's, there's two different standards here. Like, the standard for the Cowboys organization is championships. There's five trophies inside the building. We all know that. But I also think you can hold the, the quarterback. They are. They are. On, that, that's valid criticism, Cowboys. Cowboys. They are. I mean, I they, they get shined every day by, you know, you gotta, cleaners and stuff. Get the, the, point, the, standard, okay. <laughs> the standard for the organization is to win a championship, and winning this game doesn't affect that at all. But I do think among critics – 
there's a different standard for Dak Prescott. There are people who think he's not good enough to be a franchise quarterback. He leads the league in picks after 11 games. And he did. He can't win in the playoffs. All that type of stuff. That's, I mean, there are people, like when I say I firmly believe Dak is one of the 10 best quarterbacks in the league, people look at me funny. A couple of them sometimes work on this show. Like, that happens. He played like that last night. So I yes. think he can silence his personal critics while we still acknowledge this is not the standard for the Cowboys, they have more work. I to love do. it, man. I listen. I, I, you talk with your chest up. I like it. I love. I love your <laughs> attitude. I just want you to have that same energy, right? Bring that same intensity you got right now with the Dak talk, the chest out mm. when they play the Niners. They okay. play real good defense, All right? right? Yeah. And they play good offense. Yes. Because last night they didn't play good offense. No pressure. There wasn't no pressure. There's, there's no pressure. No pressure to score. Right? They, they keep putting the ball. We get a chance after chance. Yeah. They did go three. Uh, uh, we now start the game. That happened. Hold up. Before you go, I wasn't gonna say anything because 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 he's 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 like yeah, animated he's, today, he's, right? He's, he's mm. So they, so there's no pressure back. The offense wasn't doing nothing but putting the ball. Yeah, couldn't sure. run the ball. Couldn't throw the ball. They did nothing on offense. I'm talking about the Bucks. Mm-hmm. I hear you. So there's no pressure, All right? You could you could dial up any call you want to call. Whatever you play, you want to do. I just know this. What you know? Playing this game for a long time. You did a lot. When there's no pressure on the other side, coach can dial up anything he wants to do. No first downs. They won't do nothing over there. Then you play against a bad defense. Bucks, they're not a good defense. They used to be. They was. You name me some players. They got some names they got now. Names. I can, they got some names. They got names. But the play don't match. These are the stats. The last five games, they ranked like 20, 28th in defense. The last five games, the Cowboys have been playing terrible football. Okay. That's the reason I didn't pick them to win. All right. See what I'm saying? Because he know the truth. It can be true. It can be a great win for the Cowboys, because I think it is. Any win. Any win is good. Any playoff win is a great win. It's I don't know if I respect it. That's okay. Dak played unbelievable. unbelievable. Best he, he ball out. He did. Beat the, beat the GOAT. He they did. had never done that before. Ever, ever, ever. Th- those are all accomplishments. But if you're asking to uh, – to me, if you silence the critics, you have to be in a space where even if you fail, we know what you're capable of. Mm. I hear you. And, and that, to me, is something that the Cowboys still have to prove. When did you know you were capable of pulling off that blazer? Uh, the moment it hit the room. Is baby. that joint silk? That is nice. <laughs> that joint fresh. The moment I, I, the moment I saw it, that, that joint is hanger, fresh. I was like, that's me. It does it fit? You think I could? No. Not, man, you couldn't get not, your wrist. And, 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 can you, and can you make sure that him, bring, he brings that same energy next week? Thanks. Please. Or this weekend? Please. Hey, Please. I, just, I need to make sure he brings the same energy that, to the next segment. Scott. Coming up, Tom Brady brought no energy to the game last night. It was sad to see. But get this. He is a free agent. Will he retire? Will he go to Las Vegas, New York, Miami? What should Tom Brady do? And where will he go next on Speed? Shout out to Joy. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. The Bucks were eliminated from the playoffs after the loss to the Cowboys last night. Y'all saw the game. Y'all know what happened. It was not pretty. Now, keep this in mind. Tom Brady was 7-0 against the Cowboys going into that game. Well, that came to a colossal collapse. That interception right there, his worst play of the night. I couldn't believe it. But now the question is, what is going on with Tom Brady's future? He went to the podium and said, quote, 
He's got to take things one day at a time. Tom, I didn't want to see you go out like this, but you done gone out like this. He looked halfway to 90 yesterday. And if I was another team, I would not be interested in Tom Brady going forward. Tom Brady is a stopgap. Tom Brady is not the future. Tom Brady is a Band-Aid. Tom Brady is not a suture. Just came up with that off the top of my head. Wow. You put a Band-Aid on something <laughs> to stop the bleeding. But Tom Brady's no longer capable of stopping the bleeding. So I don't want that Band-Aid. Let me just take the extra time to try to suture it up. If I'm a young organization or have a young quarterback like the Raiders, I don't want a stopgap if it can't stop the bleeding. The only reason to have a Band-Aid is to stop the current issue. But if it ain't stopping the issue, then what I need the Band-Aid for? Tom Brady was the quarterback of an 8-9 and nine football team, a football team that has a future Hall of Fame wide receiver at, uh, at Mike Evans, a, a, a quarterback that has a, a team with a running back in Leonard Fournette that's a first-round pick. You got two beasts at linebacker in Devin White and in Levante David, at least by name. You got a first-round pick in Vita Bay at D-Tackle. Akeem Hicks is a beast. Y'all know y'all paid him big money. On the outside, Antoine Whitfield, y'all know he nice. So why in the world? Would I recruit a quarterback who's supposed to fill a void, but he can't fill the void? Like, why would I cheat on my future for the present if I ain't even going to enjoy cheating? Mm. That don't make no sense. I don't like cheating. That wasn't supposed to hit you as hard as it just hit you, Shady. You're telling on yourself. Like, why in the world am I going to cheat and not enjoy the night, 2-5? I don't know. It don't make no sense. Just don't cheat, brother. Don't cheat. So don't cheat on the future if you're an organization for a moment of temporary pleasure if the pleasure ain't even going to be that pleasurable because Tom Brady can't provide it no more. Eight and nine and a first-round playoff loss? Well, Miami Dolphins, you already had that with Skylar Thompson. So are you really going to try to sacrifice your future for that? Don't do it. Raiders, don't do it. Jets, eh, maybe do it. Uh, Joy, should teams be interested in Tom Brady? Some should because some of them aren't cheating on anyone because they don't have anybody to cheat on. Mm-hmm. We're just going to keep this analogy going. Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's the most faithful person right there. No option. No, no other option. <laughs> <laughs> Love you for life. Uh, what do the Raiders got? They're moving off of Derek Carr. That's real. What do the Jets have? <laughs> Zach Wilson is not it. What have the Jets had? What have they had? <laughs> There's, the Patriots are out there. Carolina. Like this, there are teams who will happily take on Tom Brady. My question is, why would Tom Brady want to go there? The reason it worked so well in Tampa Bay was, of course, because of Tom Brady's greatness and his ability to win and his immense amount of experience at a high level. But it was also Bruce Arians. It was also the pieces that they brought in because Tom was there. Mm -hmm. It was also the pieces that they already had in place, which is part of the reason why Tom chose to go there. So if you're looking at these other teams – it's, it's not so much to me about if they should want Tom Brady because maybe there are some better options out there than Tom at this point. I mean, Tom did not look good last night. But what are the two of them going to do together? Is the Raiders a better situation than Tampa Bay? Right. No, it's not. Oh. Are the Jets a better situation than Tampa Bay? I think the equal. No, they're not. They were at home. Tampa is, is not a good team, but they made the playoffs. Now, of course, I know what the division was, but – Whatever. They managed to get there. They have pieces. They have way more high-level talents in Tampa than they do with the Jets. And we can go down the list of the options here. I just – I don't want to see this end sad. I've never been in the business of predicting when Tom was going to retire or really caring because he's going to let us know when he's done. But I I don't want to watch – I don't want to watch the bouncing 
around to teams that really just doesn't it doesn't make sense just for the sake of playing. Two five, you played with Tom Brady. You won a Super Bowl with Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. For the viewers that aren't familiar, you break this down for me. Should teams still be interested? I'm gonna say yes, right? I think Tom's still a top twelve quarterback in this league. Um, you talk about the championship game or championship run we had with the Bucks. Well, one thing we had is we had this, a, a pretty good supporting cast, right, of players. But we had an offensive line, right? Mm, yep. And the offensive line they had, they were healthy. They played together. They were really, really good. When we needed to run the ball, we ran the ball. Everything that we were, they were not this year. Mm. They couldn't run the ball. Their line wasn't healthy. So I think you said that the Raiders wasn't a good look. I think they are. They run the ball extremely well. And depending if Josh Jacobs signs back there, he's the number one running back in the, uh, this year, yards-wise. You know what I'm saying? So if you get him, he's there. He's running the ball, controlling the game. Tom Brady loves to have a running game. Plays off the play action, yeah. et cetera. He doesn't like to get hit nowadays. He's older, which nobody likes to get hit. But he is 46. <laughs> you, know, you know, so that matters. And I think even having Devontae Adams. That would be nice. Yeah, Wilder back there. That would be fun. Waller right yeah. back there, tight end. Yeah, like, they got some players. Their older team, I think their team that needs to happen now. If it was a younger group, I would say no to Tom. He's older. Go to an older team that's trying to win now. And the best part about it is he's been in this type of offense for 20 years. With Josh McDaniels. With Josh McDaniels. Yeah. He knows offense. Yep. So it's not like you're going and le- learn a new scheme, new playbook. You know it. So the best move for Tom Brady, I think, the Raiders. As excited as I'm sure Cowboy fans are to A, finally beat Brady, and B, make him look pretty bad, I think put a little bit of respect on what he was able to do. Not a ton. Like, he didn't have his best year. But, I mean, honestly, if you consider that the Bucks couldn't run the ball to save their life and knew it all season, he led the league in attempts. He averaged 52 attempts over the last month of the season. Average? He threw, he threw wow. Average. He threw 66 last yeah, night. That was a lot. This is the most unbalanced offense I've ever seen, and Brady still threw 27 touchdowns to 10 picks, had a 91 quarterback rating. He, it's his sixth worst. So, like, there, he had five other seasons as a starter where he was worse than this. Obviously, most of those came at the beginning of his career, but he's still giving you viable quarterback play. This is just – a decimated offense. Shady brought it up. Ali Marpet retires after they win the Super Bowl. Alex Kappa's in Cincinnati now. Ryan Jensen got hurt at the start of training camp. That was his first game last night. He tried to give it a go. It and Donnie has been looking well. bad. Donovan Smith getting older. Tristan oh Wirfs has dealt with injuries during the season. Like, the O-line got decimated. There are teams to- where I think Tom Brady could be legitimately good. His problem is just going to be there can't be more than three or four of them. Like, I think you got to look at the Raiders for all of those reasons. The Jets... I'm intrigued by the Jets just because they have young skill talent and young defensive talent. If they've got the cap space to beef up their O-line, maybe add a couple more weapons, maybe. <sighs> this sounds insane considering what they're doing right now, but, like, maybe the Niners? Like, if, if Brock Purdy loses his luster here here's, over the next two my, or three weeks? Here's my only issue. And as we look Dolphins, at the – as we look Maybe at the, the Dolphins. As maybe. we look at the teams in the playoffs, y'all are painting this perfect situation for Tom Brady, and I respect it has that. To, it has to be. Yes, it's got to be perfect. None. Like, let's look at the teams that are in the playoffs right now. Seattle Seahawks, they lost to the 49ers. Both their starting tackles were rookies. The 49ers, they were without Trent Williams for the first half of the season. The Chargers, we know they were decimated by injuries. The Dolphins, Taron Armstead missed, like, the last five games of the season. And right tackle, they were decimated by injuries. When you continue to move down, the Bengals, they lost their right tackle, Lyle Collins. The Cowboys, my God, they lost everybody in their mama. And clearly the Bucks, they lost a lot of people to injuries. When you look at Raiders, these teams, what about the Raiders, though? Well, when you think about the Raiders, the point I'm making is this. Not that the Raiders had people injured last year, yeah. but that it happens. And- 
The oh, Jets, yeah, yeah, the Jets they lost yeah. their starting left tackle, yeah. Mikai Beckton. I think yep. number 10 pick overall. Yeah, he's really good, too. Great yeah. player. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Tom Brady can go to this situation that he thinks is perfect, and the second he gets there, somebody can lose an ACL, somebody can lose an Achilles, and next thing you know, Oof. you're sitting in there in Las Vegas. But you know how it goes. And knock on wood if you want to, but there's a 100% injury ratio. I said somebody. I ain't speaking this on any player in particular. So I just don't. You can't acquire Tom Brady and hope for perfection because there is no such thing. But also, there's another side of the ball. Like, the Raiders might have all these yeah. offensive weapons. Talk about their it. defense is bad. Bad, bad. Yeah. Terrible. So they when would I have talk to about going up. to the yeah. Bucks, yeah. the Bucks was as close to a turnkey situation as it's you're going to get. Not to mention, Bruce, you know Bruce. John McDaniel and Bruce. Yep. They yeah. do not have the same resume or reputation. You know what's fascinating, Joy? The Jets, which you said, I believe, that's the one that to me makes sense. Tom Brady's last two Super Bowls. the most Bowls, realistic His one. last two Super Bowls, they only allowed nine points, the, the Bucks, and the Rams only got three points. So he has to go to a place, like you said, that has good defense offensively. Brees Hall's a great player. Garrett Wilson's a great player. If yeah, Kai Beckton comes right. back, the, like, that's actually the only place that makes sense. But then you got to deal with the Dolphins mm-hmm. and the Bills. The Raiders fight, though. Like, get us some credit, though. They, 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 they fought hard against the, the Niners, right? I think Tom's when he's the quarterback. They win that game. I'm giving credit for fighting now. Okay, I'm just saying, you, you, you're acting like, oh, it's a, it's a what bad division, move. No, big dog. Okay, what hold, division? Okay, hold on for a second. Waiting. The Chiefs. The, the Raiders battled the Chiefs. They barely got that game. They barely got that game at Arrowhead on the road. So you take Derek Carr, and I love Derek Carr, so I don't want to, you know, mm-hmm. you take Derek Carr out and you move Tommy in there, right? I think Tommy's going to be safer with the football. Like last night, Tom didn't want to get hit. Nah, he didn't want to do nothing. The, inter- the interception, he would never do that on, on, on no that year. Was that was so, so my thing, he didn't want to get wild. hit right there. So he kind of threw it, you know, whatever happens. But you, if you, I, I love the like place other players in situations, right? Yeah. And I think if you put him there, that team would be different. Tom has that 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 something about him that makes everybody believe on that team. That's true. Well, they got to be a lot different because the Raiders were bad, bad this year. Coming up, somebody who's great. How about all-pro player Jordan Poyer, one of the best safety tandems in football. He'll be joining the show, star safety for the Buffalo Bills, who will have all the insight on their defense, on Josh Allen, and the road to the Super Bowl. Remember, the Bills are Super Bowl favorites. You want to hear from him next. Do not go anywhere. Now, look, rarely do you get to hear from one of the best players in football, particularly a defensive player. But on this show, that's what you get. Bill Safety, Jordan Poyer, nine interceptions over the last two years, second most in the National Football League, all-pro player, leading a top-flight defense, former teammate of my own, former teammate of LaShawn McCoy, but now he's a teammate of the show. Speak, Poyer, how you doing, big dog? I appreciate y'all for having me on, man. I'm doing excellent. Can't complain. It's It's a blessing to be here. It's awesome to Talk to you guys, man. What's up? Man, well, first let's dive in because from a personal perspective, uh, people don't realize how close you get to teammates. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, we went together, we played together in Philly 2013. You and Micah Hyde, I believe best safety tandem in football. Micah Hyde, he goes down. Now your brother next to you, DeMar Hamlin, he's now your running mate at safety back in the back end. DeMar Hamlin, he goes down. The whole world is praying for him. We've checked in on DeMar Hamlin thoroughly, and thankfully he was doing well. We've checked in on Micah Hyde, but how are you mentally? How have you dealt with all that? Let me check in on my bro real quick. Yeah, I appreciate you asking, man. It's uh, It's been a wild season. Uh, obviously not over yet. Uh Man, it just you know, starting from from everything that happened in Buffalo, from the from the shootings back in the 
um, you know, back back in the offseason to, you know, Mrs. Magula going through her things and then, you know, all the injuries that we've gone through this season, um, Vaughn going down, uh, Micah going down, and then obviously, you know, a couple of weeks ago, D-Ham uh, situation. It's just been, you know, it's been thing after thing after thing, and I, and I honestly think that that adversity has has brought our team close together um, throughout everything, and it, it's been uh, it's been a fun season, man. And obviously, we got a big game this weekend. We're excited about. Um, I know everybody's excited about. So uh, we just want to keep it going, one day at a time. That's really our model. That's really all we go about. It's just one day at a time, one step at a time, and and you know we're we want to continue rolling. JP, take me inside the locker room for a moment. Take the whole viewers inside the locker room. Y'all have a bunch of leaders. You are one of them. Josh Allen is another one of them. Y'all have a bunch of leaderships, leaders in your coaching positions. Who has been the rock during the course of Vaughn going down, D, D. Ham getting hurt, Micah Hyde getting hurt? Who has really been that leader and what have been those moments? What's one word, one quote, one moment that somebody's really stepped up and put an ease to all of the drama y'all have had to deal with? Yeah, I think you can name, you know, a lot of guys, you know, throughout the entire season. But one in particular, I would just say our head coach, Sean McDermott, um, especially, you know, especially when 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 uh, when Dehan went down, you know, just, you know, there wasn't really there wasn't really a whole lot. You know, nobody really knew what to say in the locker room. You could hear a pin drop. And, you know, just the way that Sean and, and also Zach, too, uh, um, uh, for the Bengals, uh, the way they handled that situation and um, not even like just that situation, the entire season, just keeping us focused, um, keeping us, uh, you know, locked in on the plan and and what's important right now. And, you know, one of the quotes, obviously, is um, that you wanted to ask. Sean always puts up on the board is just Kaizen. It's the word Kaizen, just continuous. So I think, Shady, you probably remember that remember quote. That. He's, still, he's still showing that quote. You know, up on the board, you know, just continuous growth, um, you know, on and off the field. And, you know, I think, like I said, with all the adversity that we've, we've dealt with throughout the season, you know, Sean has been that great leader that has stepped in. And, and like I said, we've got a lot of great leaders as players on the team, too. Josh, obviously, being one of them. Vaughn, you know, he's hurt right now, but being a huge leader, leader talking to us, you know, day in and day out, just continuing to keep us motivated. And, uh, you know, it's been uh, – I can, it's hard to pinpoint one no in particular just because we got so many guys on the football team. Let me, that, let me ask you this, JP. Them. Let me ask you this. Was LaShawn McCoy a leader? Of course he was. Uh, 100%. Oh, 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 to the now. In, 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 in his own way. In his own way. In his own way, man. In, it's in, it's crazy not. that McDermott still had the same quotes even when I was back there. And uh, I just right. went back to see the game. Uh, what two weeks ago that was, and seeing all my old brothers, and hearing you talking about this like the family from Sean McDermott uh, huddling the, the guys around, you, you know, and, and uh, Trey White and then Micah, hi, like all all the brothers. I just want to talk about that, man, because when I was there with you, that's what it was really about. And now that you're right. getting your brother Micah back for this game, he told me he was getting healthy, he might play. What's it going to take for you guys to win this game? This is a big game. This is a big game. Big game. Yeah, uh, it's a huge game. I mean, every every game's a big game. That's that's another. You know, you coach Frage comes in the meeting every week, and he has Tremaine Evans. You know, hey Tremaine, why is this? Why is this a big game? And the same answer every single week is because it's the next game, and you know that's just the <laughs> mindset that we have. And uh, you know, and obviously, you know, the Bengals, you know, red hot. You know, got all the talent in the world. We're talented too. You know, it's gonna mm -hmm. be it's gonna be a good football game. Um, and, and, you know, we're excited to play in this atmosphere. We've earned this right to be able to play uh, a, a game at home, another playoff game at home. And, um, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a lot to win it for sure. And it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. 
one play at a time and just continue to play each and every down. Most of these games are going to come down to the lot, whoever has the ball less or whoever makes the last play of the game. So um, you just got to continue to keep playing. You know, there's going to be some plays that, that happen throughout the game. Um, you know, they, they're going to get their fair share of plays, but just continue to keep playing and, and until that whistle blows at the end, you look up the scoreboard. JP, when, uh, when you're on the sideline, when you're on the bench, you're drinking your Gatorade in your little cup, there are no scarier words to hear as a defensive player than sudden change. Oh, sudden change. <laughs> there ain't nothing scarier than yeah. to hear sudden change. Sudden change for the viewers at home. <laughs> that means the offense has just turned the ball over. Well, this last game against the Miami Dolphins, y'all heard sudden change a whole lot. Yeah. What goes into your mind when you see Josh Allen, who is a beast, throw a pick, and now you have to jog back out there on the football field and try to win the game? Yeah, I mean, that's part of the game, right? You know, it's obviously obviously you don't want to hear it all the time, but at the same time, you know, I, I, our defense is – we've, we've been in all sorts of situations and we, we play together for such a long time that – you know, when a sudden change happens, we bring it up and it's just like, yo, this is a situation right here. We got to be able to handle this situation, whether it's, you know, a sudden change and they have the ball inside of the inside of the 50 and, and we have to get them to either kick a field goal or, or punt the ball three and out. You know what I'm saying? So there's certain, you know, situations, just being able to handle each situation and not have not ever get too high, not ever get too low within a game. Because like I said earlier, most games you see most of most of these playoff games, except last night, are coming down to the last plays. Whoever has the ball last, whoever's making the very last play of the game. And so, you know, just continue to be able to handle each situation because, you know, you never know if that's the situation that's going to change the entire game. So, you know, you can never get too high, never get too low in these type of games. Um, and like I said, you just got to continue to keep playing. we got a lot of good good guys on that defensive side of the football that, you know, no matter what the situation is, we're just going to go out there and try to handle it. Jordan, Josh Allen is obviously a, a superstar now. And even though he did have some struggles last game, he really, to me, has shown a lot of leadership. We've seen a little bit of a different side of his personality this year. But bring us into the personality of Josh Allen and what has really made him emerge in this league as a star. Yeah, I, you know, I always tell people when I talk about him that it's 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 awesome to see because I, I was here when they drafted him um, in 20, uh, 2018, uh, I believe it was the year, and and just to see his growth. Um, not only on the field, but off the field, um, you know, just his his ability to to take command of that offense now and really be, you know, like you said, a superstar, you know, the face of, of one of our franchise and the face, one of the faces of the NFL. So um, it's awesome to see him in the community, just the impact that he has in the Buffalo community. And, um, you know, he's always he's just, he's just goofy, man. And around the locker room, he's a goofy <laughs> dude, always want to crack jokes, uh, you know, always kind of doing some doing some weird stuff sometimes, but, you know, that's just who he is. You know, he's just always cracking jokes. He's always got some, you know, we have a, we have a captain's meeting every Friday and, uh, you know, he always has, he always has a joke and some, some weeks it's, it's pretty, you know, some of the older coaches, they, they don't necessarily like it. The younger guys are laughing <laughs> at it. Their older coaches are like, Oh, but you know, that's just who he is, man. He's just a jokester, but you know, he's a ball player though. I love playing. I, you know, I love being teammates with him, man. I always, I'll go to war with Josh any day of the week and look, you know, this is the NFL. He's going to, going to have mistakes and I'm going to be right there to back him up whenever, whatever situation it is. And so, uh, no you know, it's, it's, it's fun to be, it's fun to be his teammate though. Hey, Jordan, I'm, I'm curious. Obviously, the priority was always DeMar's health and well-being, and we're so happy that that story had a happy ending. But it creates a little bit of an unprecedented situation for you all, just in the sense that, you know, you were playing the Cincinnati Bengals, who you have this weekend. I'm just curious, 
how useful is that experience, you know, game planning for that opponent just two or three weeks ago? I mean, is that useful for y'all heading into a playoff game? Like, how much do you get out of that experience from a football perspective now that, that you're able to focus on football? Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, during my massage a couple hours ago, I was the first time I watched the the tape that there was only eight plays uh, from that game. Right. So, um, you know, you can kind of get a – a sense of how they were going to, you know, trying to attack you. But I'm sure, you know, both coaches are smart. It's going to be, you know, different, different sort of wrinkle here and there. And at the end of the day, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be two good football teams playing each other. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a chess match between coaches. And so, like I said, we're excited about the opportunity. Yeah, you can, there, there's a little bit you can take from that game, um, you know, but we're playing at home now. You know, they got to come to us. Weather's going to be a little bit different, might be a little bit more chilly, more snow, um, you know, little different ways that could affect the game. But, you know, like I said, we're excited to play. I don't know the, the world's excited to watch, so uh, we're going to put on the show. Hey, I could, I could rap with you forever. We got a, a, like three, four more minutes. Here's my, one of my most important questions. You chose to drive from Buffalo <laughs> all the way to Kansas City, if I'm not mistaken, because you had like a bruised lung, a punctured lung. Just let me hype you up for a second, okay? You had like a bruised <laughs> lung D-Bang, D-Bang, D-Bang. and you drove 15 hours, you know, all the way over there. Nobody would have faulted you if you didn't want to make that drive and you didn't want to play in that game because of what you were playing through. Why was it so important to you to be on the field and drive 15 hours in an unprecedented act for your team? You know, I love these boys, man. Um, you know, I've, I've really just tried to put a different perspective on this entire season, really. Um, been with these boys a long time. Um, honestly, I don't know what's going to happen after this season. So um, for me, it's whatever I can do for these boys to help, whatever I can do to help our football team win games, I'm going to do it. So when they gave me the green light that looked like you can play, but it's just it's, it's not safe for you to drive. I was like, okay, well, what are we doing? Or it's not safe for you to fly. It's like, okay, well, what are we doing? And they're like, okay, well, this is what we can do. And I guess uh, Deshaun Watson did it a couple years back where he had to drive from uh, Houston, I think, to Jacksonville because of a, because of a rib issue. So I was hey, did like, you right, drive well, or did you have a driver? Hell no, nah, I didn't drive. <laughs> we, had a, we had a driver. We had a driver. So we was in the back, me, my wife, and uh, my daughter. My daughter's a trooper, man. She, uh, we, So we drove the first eight hours to Indianapolis, stayed the night in Indy, and then we met the team in KC the next day on that Saturday. And right after the game, the, the RV was right under the, the under the stadium. You know, my wife and my daughter hopped wow. in the you got RV yeah, treatment. That's that all pro treatment, huh, Shady? Yeah. That's, that's, you had an all, you had a, nah, Shady, yeah. you had an RV waiting for you after that? Nah, I didn't. Never, was, you never had an RV waiting for you? I never had nothing like that. Wow, I've never heard of hey, that. Hey, man, him, we go way back, even to Philadelphia days where, where he was just trying to make it. Now you're the man. Hey, just talk, trying to make it. Hey, I was just trying to make it. Talk to me about this. This is my, my, my last serious question, and then we're going to have a little bit more fun before we let you go. Uh, 2013, you're in Philadelphia. You get cut by the Philadelphia Eagles. You go to the Cleveland Browns. You stay in Cleveland for four years. After getting cut in 2013, by 2021, you're a first-team All-Pro. 2022, you're a Pro Bowl player. Tell not only me, but every kid and or parent watching you right now around the world, around the country, rather, what did it take to go from being cut to being All-Pro? Man, I mean, how long we got, but really... (laughs) Yeah, Lee, the short, the short of it. I mean, it's all a mindset, man. Um, this was this was a dream of mine ever since I was younger, and, and I always told myself, as long as I had a foot in the door, 
um, I was just going to take full advantage of it. And honestly, after I got cut from Philly, I, I remember calling my agent. I was so mad because, you know, I worked so hard to make the team. And I really want to be a part made of that, that team. team yeah. and, you know, and I, and, you know, I enjoyed being on that team. And, and you know, I, they, I remember, I, you know, how he, how he didn't even, he didn't even, uh, I didn't even see him face to face. I remember it was on the phone call. I've got to, after it was a Friday practice, they called me up to the office. Like, Hey, Jordan, you know, we're gonna have to release you. And Howie. I was, I, I was mad as hell. I called my agent. I'm like, yo, like I'm, I'm, this is it, man. I don't want to play no more. This is it. I was mad as shit. And he's like, bro, just settle down, settle down. We're going to guarantee team. I go to Cleveland the next day. And, uh, you know, like I said, once I got in the foot in the door, I met great guys out in Cleveland, Joe Hayden, Dante Whitner, man, there's just like guys that, you know, I saw that, that I, that I, that I admired and, you know, I got to learn the game from. And, you know, ever since then, I just, you know, I just kind of continue to just mold the game into my own self. And uh, like I said, 10 years later, I was at nine years later, I turned it all pro. Now I'm a pro bowler. So it's uh Hey, say you know, it with your chest, bro. No, 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 no. They call me all pro pro now. So you know what I'm saying? They call me all pro That's I would say it. So you've said I do want to ask you one question before you leave. You talked about Josh Allen, how, how, how good of a leader he is, how great of a player he is. Now, you do have Joe Burrow coming up. Ooh. And, and I know you watch a lot of tape. You know, JP, he works super hard. He does. So can you talk about just the things you've seen on tape and defending him this week, what that looks like? Yeah, man. His, his timing is absolutely just – it's just his timing with with his receivers um, is amazing, really. You know, he's throwing his receivers open. He's throwing the ball before his receivers are getting out of breaks. Um, he's super smart, and it's it's not like they have a super complicated offense either. Mm-hmm. It's just he really knows and understands defenses. They're able to spread you out and able to undress your defense. So he's able to understand, you know, see the defense before, you know, and undress the hand. And, you know, he's, like I said, he's throwing his receivers open. He's throwing his receivers before they get out of breaks and he trusts his receivers more than he trusted or more than he, you know, he believes his receivers are going to go make the play more than he thinks the DBs are going to go make the play. So one-on-one situations down the field, he'll, he'll throw the ball down the field knowing that, you know, Chase is going to go up or Boyd's going to go up or, you know, any of them are going to go up and they're going to make the play or nobody's going to make the play. So um, there's going to be a lot of, there's going to be a lot of, you know, balls in the air where it's going to, you're going to have to be able to make a play on the football um, and be strong at the, at the point of attack. So uh, it's going to be a fun game, man. It's going to be a chess match. And, you know, I, I got a lot of respect for this football team. You have to, you always respect your opponent, but in particular this football team and, and, and Joe Burrow and what he's been able to do, you know, ever since watching him in college and seeing where he's at now. So um, I'm excited about the matchup and, uh, you know, we're, we're, like I said, we're all excited about the opportunity to go out there and play at home, another yeah. home playoff game at the crib. Bill's Mafia is going to be crazy. Breaking tables is going to be lit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, last one for you, man. Clearly you be balling on the field, nine interceptions, Last two years, second most in the NFL at the safety position. Talk to me about your brand off the field. I see the logo on the hat. Yes, sir. I see what you yes, build, and I know you're a brilliant person just on starting, and off the field. Just, just, starting, just, just starting to continue to build, man. Uh, you know, obviously a lot of people know about my my alcohol story. I'm about to be three years sober. Uh, Congratulations from it's on awesome. that. It's awesome. I appreciate right, it. I appreciate bro. it, man. So I'm just trying to continue to continue to use my voice, man. I've been able to build this platform and been able to help a lot of people off the field. And that that is just as much gratitude as I get on the field. And so, um, like I said, I got the JP brand. It's on my website. If you guys want to check it out. What's the Bad
it's on my link tree on my my Instagram, jport twenty one. Uh, so yeah, check uh, <laughs> check it out, man. I appreciate it. Bad Birdie also shout out Bad Birdie. I had to shout him out. They they hooked me up with this. Bad Birdie's a little golfing little golfing outfit. So I like the golfing a lot a lot of golfing off season. So uh, yeah, we'll take a shot of water at the Super Bowl. How about that? Yes, sir. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. Shout of water. I love that. Appreciate you. That's my dog. That's my dog. Hey, you the man, bro. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of your career. I'm proud of what you've overcome, man. You keep doing your thing on and off the field, bro. You got a fan in the show for life. I appreciate you guys having me on Real Talk. You guys have a good one, man. You You already know it. Coming up, Dak Prescott played a great game last night. Dave Hellman is happy. The Dallas Cowboys are thrilled. Five touchdowns, no interceptions. It may have been the best game of his career. What in the world did that performance tell us? Can the Cowboys go all the way to the Super Bowl? That's next on Speed. How about Gordon Poy? Listen. You are now entering the Noble Zone, sponsored by Credible. Great rates with none of the bull. Well, on the field, Dak Prescott and the Cowboys finally beat Tom Brady. Remember, Tom Brady was 7-0 and as the Cowboys going into this game, and Dak Prescott diced him up for touchdown passes, ran for another. It was truly the best game of his career, if you were watching them all. He didn't have any turnovers. Remember, he entered the game yesterday with a turnover in each of his last seven games. It was a phenomenal performance, a performance worth marveling over. Dave Hellman, you've literally seen every game, and I would go as far as to say every minute of Dak Prescott's professional career. What did you make of that performance? Not to make it about me, but it just made me feel like I wasn't crazy. That's really, I mean, honestly, because I like, I am what I am. I've been saying all year, I've been saying for the last three or four years, I think Dak is one of the 10 best quarterbacks playing. And even if all of the turnovers weren't on him. It still starts to add up to the point where I'm coming, you know, it, it's not fun to come on here on Monday and be like, I know that he threw a pick, but guys, I still think he's pretty good. Like eventually it's, I, mean, I start to sound like a crazy person, right? <laughs> like I can recognize that, but I knew he was this guy and it, it was important to see him do it on a stage like this. I mean, you know, there's a lot more for Dak to do. Championship is the goal for the Cowboys organization. That's the standard you should hold him to. But this is just this is win number two in the playoffs. Doesn't two and three sound a hell of a lot better yeah. than one and four? Doesn't not having a turnover for the first time since November 20th sound amazing in the biggest game of the year? I we did a segment last week where I basically was like, the narrative is going to turn against Dak for the worse if he doesn't win this game. And it'll be justified. And so for him to go out and play that amazingly, play like one of the 10 best quarterbacks in the yeah. league on that stage, it meant everything because it just reaffirmed what I thought, but what I had a hard time proving. I think Zach really stepped up. One thing about Zach Prescott that I never questioned is that he is definitely, A, a leader. He has all the intangibles. He has a great mentality. He very much doesn't pay attention to outside noise. Dak doesn't pay attention (laughs) to outside noise. And you can't. When you're the Dallas Cowboys quarterback, that's not a lifestyle that is sustainable. There's just too much. So for him to go out and have a performance like this, particularly with no turnovers, is impressive. Even if I don't think this was an impressive opponent, still a playoff team, still Tom Brady. You picked him. I didn't, Cowboys fans. I have faith. I picked the Cowboys. (laughs) I picked the Bucs. I'll own it. I'll own it. That's that's how much this team had struggled down the stretch. I'll own it. They struggled down the stretch a bit, but, but also it's the Cowboys, and they can be disappointing in the playoffs. But they didn't in this game, and Dak played as good as you would ever ask a quarterback to play in that situation. What I like about this win for Dak 
is that he really put his foot down. Yep. They never had a chance of getting back in this game except for the fact that Tom Brady was on the other side. True. When Very you can true. put an opponent away, particularly in a playoff game, when you know the boogeyman's on the other side, that is impressive to me. They, every time they had an opportunity once they were rolling to, to, keep, to keep the gap stretched, yep. they did. And, and that's really impressive to do. Super. Yeah, I mean, like, like, hey, Dak, he played great. Phenomenal job uh, last night. He looked very efficient. He didn't turn the ball over, which was very surprising. Uh, every week we've seen a pick. And, and he did a good job of – no, seriously, he did a job of managing the game and, and balling out. He was throwing some dots. Even that his reads, you know, um, controlling the defense with Were his you surprised? eyes. Uh, I was I was a little surprised of like the performance. That was that was that was like top performance. Five touchdowns. I mean, it was he. Well, he missed what two passes, three passes the whole game. Maybe that was crazy. So he he definitely showed me something different. Um, although, as much as I want to give him so much of the praise, I gotta look at the, the team he played. Like like we we forget that this team is not a, a winning team. The Bucks they're not a winning team. They're not a winning defense. So yeah, I'm mean, not giving his credit. I did, it's nothing personal. Like I said, it's nothing personal. He bought out, he don't get his credit. You know, that's what happened. But I just think I got to say it's a, a really a better defense and a better team. Like, even you talked about putting their foots on the necks, which, he, which they did, and he did. But the bus wasn't scoring no points. What, they put up 14 points? 17. 17. 17. Yeah. I mean, like, or no, 14. No, 14. Late, no, 14. late touchdown. I'm, yeah. I'm just saying, like, they weren't going to score yeah. no points. There was no real pressure. I actually, I don't think you're wrong. You, you can't. That's the truth. But can, does it at least qualify? Dak's other playoff win, they beat the Seahawks in 2018. He played fine. Yeah. Like, he yeah. threw a red yeah. zone pick, and his best play of that game was a third and 13 scramble to pick. Like, his best play of that game was a scramble. So, at the very least, yeah, sure, the Bucks are arguably the least impressive team in the playoffs. Them or Miami, probably. Yeah. Uh, but for him to play this well, right. like it's not like he played fine. Here, here to me, he bought, he I think here's ball. what nobody's talking about. In a playoffs wild card round of Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, amongst others, Dak played by far better the, than everybody. Best else. weekend of, of like, wild card like, weekend. It was best not game. close. And there were a lot of meh teams in the playoffs. Yeah. The Ravens started. Uh, oh, oh, uh, the Ravens started Tyler Huntley. The Ravens offense scores 12 points a game with Tyler Huntley. So you know they ain't going to put that much pressure on you. The Dolphins started Skylar Thompson. I watched points. him at Kansas State. I'm glad he's in the National Football League. Congrats to him. But it's not like he's a threatening quarterback. The Seahawks are the Seahawks. Now, I say that to say it's not like their defense, so Quandre Diggs is a baller and Woolen is a baller at corner. It's not like their defense is stout. So for Dak to go out there, and play better than Josh, whoever Josh was going against, Burrow, whoever Burrow was going against, away. and everybody else. He makes, that points. Get, he makes some points. For, for, oh, wait, wait. He so, makes some points. Out of the whole playoffs, right, let's get this straight. The worst teams were the Bucks and the Seahawks. Sure. Is that correct? Yes, sir. And they both got blown out. Uh, nope, the Dolphins were bad, too. Dolphins. Dolphins were bad, Who too. Gave, the Ra- I, I think the Dolphins are a better team. Than, than, than Seattle. Mm. With Skyler? And the, and the, no, sir. I mean, At no, one sir. point in time, they I'm might gonna say, have been. I'm going to say oh, oh, overall teams. Overall teams. It's overall team. Overall team, I think that the, that the Dolphins are better than the Seahawks and the Bucks. The two worst records in the playoffs was the Bucks and Seattle, right? Mm-hmm. And they both got blown out. You, you would not I'm have. Saying, I'm just saying, I'm not making this up. These are just facts. This is facts. The facts are the, the, the worst records in the playoffs, Seattle and the Bucks, both got blown out. Sure. Does that happen, Joy? It did. Okay. It did. But, so, I don't want some hating or anything like that. I'm just saying, he, your boy, Dad, your boy, he bought out. He did ball out. I just, they're, they're respected more. I respect the game because it's hard to do that in the NFL. Don't get me wrong. It's hard to do that. 
all I'll say is I, I really will respect it more when I see it against a, a better opponent. We, did a, we, did, we did a segment last week where we said who you have the most confidence in for Wild Card Weekend. Did you pick the Cowboys? Did you say the Cowboys were the team you were the most confident in to win their game? No, I said the Niners. Just, just the Niners. pointing out a fact. They just beat, pointing out a fact. They, they did both, not have. They, the, they both dominated. What, what they that, didn't what have the easiest you, matchup of the weekend. Would you say okay. that is fair? Yeah, I think that's fair. They well, did not well, have the well, easiest well, matchup well, of the joy, weekend. Since you only want to have some real sense here today on this topic, <laughs> we'll see what happens this round. Good teams versus good teams, well, yeah. and we'll see what happens. And, 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 and all this talk, and you, and you, and you, and. We gonna see how the energy turns. Here's my question: though, They sipping their coffee, they smiling, everybody, they they toasting. We'll see. Here's my only issue though: the Niners have a great defense, and the Bucks have a man defense. You can't. They sit, don't have no. They, I said man, not good. You can't sit here and if man. if Dak struggles against the Niners, be like, I told you he no, sucks. No, 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 I, I won't do that. He sucks. I won't no, do that. Hold on, hold on, hold on, because I can't. It's, it's, it's already. It's, you see, setting up. They set it up. They haven't even gotten to Wednesday yet. Okay. This is what Dak so does. This is what's going <laughs> to happen. The Cowboys. And it's deserved to have the day to celebrate the great performance. But the energy will not be the same on Friday when we get around to predicting the outcome of this of next game. Of course not. Nah. It's Niner game. Of course. You, okay. see, you see these guys, so, yo. So, but listen. Oh, I can't deal with them. you think that that performance, and this is another segment, we'll probably do it tomorrow, you think that performance is enough to beat the 49ers? Because I think that I if, think it is. I think it is. I think that is. But it definitely think, is. But do you think it that is happen. the performance that Dak Prescott? No, not no, it was no pass rush, none of that. If we watch that game, come on, let's just keep it real. Keep it real, right? right? Like he he balled out. Let's look. It's not possible. He balled out. We put him right there. Yep. All right, let's go to the Bucks though. Not possible. It's not Yo, possible. They, 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 right. they had they had no they had no pressure, nope. no pass rush, none of that. Not get it. Uh, Shaq is not playing. Yep. Shaq Barry's not playing. I get it. Had no pass rush, right? They couldn't stop the run. I mean, like, God, you talk about these. What? The Cowboys didn't run the ball that well. Just, just enough. All it takes is enough. Ran okay. Yo, they that was dotting them up everywhere on the field. Shh. All I'm saying is this. We'll see when you play the Niners. When they run the ball well, right? They I run agree. The, ball the, the Niners well. are a great they got, team. they got talented players, too. They play good defense. They play good offense. There's going to be some pressure. Like, you got to score. We got to score. We'll see. And, I, and, I, and listen, I hope Dak does play well. I don't, I don't have nothing against him. I hope he does play well. Only time I don't want to play well is against the Eagles. Other than that, go out there and ball out. It don't, it don't affect me at all. I, I, I did my balling. You did your balling. Yeah, like, I don't mind. A couple yeah. All-Pros. Yeah. Six Pro Bowls. Couple contracts. Two Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah, come on. Couple contracts. You know what I mean? You got yours. Ain't no hating on this show. We make All-Pro in Philadelphia. Some teams don't ever do that. Dak, uh, Dak hasn't ever done that. He's not wrong. <laughs> but right. it's no shots. No Coming shots. up, Lamar Jackson. He's been an All-Pro. He's been a unanimous MVP yes, while we're talking about it. But will he be a Baltimore Raven? That's the real question. He had a very interesting Instagram post earlier that might be telling, and we got to tell you what everything means next on Speak. All eyes are on Lamar Jackson right now, and if your eyes aren't on him, they need to be. One of the most intriguing stories of sports, and we're talking about it right now. His Instagram story earlier today, it was very simple. Just him in a Ravens jersey. Now, why post that? Because there's been a lot of controversy around where he will play next year. Lamar Jackson is in the fifth year of a five-year contract after being drafted in the first round. Remember, unanimous MVP several years ago. That was pre-COVID. Where is he now currently injured? He didn't even travel to Cincinnati in their last game, their last loss to the Bengals. The question on the table is, would it be crazy to let Lamar Jackson go if you're a Baltimore Raven? And truth be told... I don't think it would be crazy to let Lamar Jackson go, not because Lamar Jackson's not great. He is great. 
But Lamar Jackson served his purpose, in my mind, in Baltimore, if they were to let him go. The Baltimore Ravens has historically, they've historically been a defensive team. Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Haloti Nada, McAllister, amongst others. They have historically been a defensive team, but those years they missed the playoffs, they didn't have that beast middle linebacker. Remember, Ray Lewis retired after the Super Bowl. They didn't have that safety they could depend on, but who do they have now? Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen, All-Pro Marlowe at cornerback Marlon Humphrey. Who do they have now? Kyle Hamilton, who has started to develop as a former first-round pick. So Lamar Jackson served a purpose. Y'all realize this. People come into your lives at times for seasons, and people come into your life forever. And if Lamar Jackson came into the Ravens' life for that season, for that period, to stabilize that organization until they could get that defense back in check, then Lamar Jackson served his purpose in Baltimore. He can live and go get his $250 million guaranteed, and the Ravens can live on now as that defensive team that they've always been. I don't think it's crazy, but Joy looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> so, Joy, would it be crazy for the Ravens to trade Lamar? Yeah, it's crazy. Lamar's the only MVP winner in Ravens history. Shady says it all the time. Anybody go in that game to see anybody else but Lamar Jackson? That matters. You can say all you want about a great defense. Listen, I'm a, I'm a defense girl, all right? <laughs> I love a good defense. Defense wins championships. Defense doesn't get you to championships. That's the difference. Lamar Jackson had the Ravens at 7-4 and four before he got injured. He's the reason why they were in the postseason. So it's great to have an identity as an organization. It's fun. We talk about it. You're scrappy. AFC North. Believe me, I know all about it. Born and raised in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. They play defense there. Yeah. <laughs> love, love, to, love to have a, a rough smack-around game. That's not what the NFL is anymore. It's fine. It's good to have a big defensive moment in a big game, but that's not what's getting you there, and that's certainly not what's going to win you an AFC championship game against a Patrick Mahomes or a Josh Allen or a Joe Burrow or a Trevor Lawrence. It's not going to work. You have to be able to put up points. You're not doing that with Tyler Huntley. How many points are they averaging a game with Tyler Huntley? 12. 12. That ain't enough. It wasn't enough in the playoff game that Lamar Jackson played well enough throughout the season before he got injured to get you there. And that's not, a, that's not on Tyler Huntley. He's not supposed to be that. But who are you – what are you moving on to? For what? For who? You have to replace Lamar Jackson. Who? Who? I sound like a out. Who? Who? <laughs> who going to be? That's my question. It's, it's nice to have a great defense. It's important to have a great defense. But – what team is winning with defense alone in today's NFL? And you can't tell me about the 49ers because while they do have a generational defense, they got dogs on the offensive side of the ball. A lot of them. That's true. Here, a lot of them. Here, I guess, That's is a my, point. That's a point right there. It's a great point. But here's, here would be my thought process and my counter. Fire don't beat fire. Try to outshoot the Chiefs if you want to. Josh Allen did last year in the playoffs. The Chiefs have lost, I believe, three games this season. In their losses, they were held to 17 points. They were held to 20 points. They were held to 24 points. You're not going to beat the Chiefs by outscoring them. You know this firsthand. I believe you won the Super Bowl in Tampa by beating the Chiefs, if I'm not mistaken. The Chiefs scored nine points in that game. Try to outshoot the Chiefs if you want to. That's just not how it's going to work in my mind. Tom Brady's last two Super Bowls, they held the opponents to three points, the Rams, and to nine points, the Chiefs. So while the Ravens have only had a unanimous MVP in Lamar, they got two Super Bowl MVPs. One in Ray Lewis and one in Joe Flacco. That would only be my rebuttal, not my disagreement, but that would only be my, like, man, Lamar ain't going to outdo the Chiefs. How are you getting to the Chiefs? 
How are you getting to the Chiefs? You gotta win a lot of games. You gotta win a lot. He's like, only bigger than like one game. Regular season is important. That's what gets you into the That's playoffs. Right. That's right. You can obviously big games come down to these moments. That's why I said defense does win you championships. We've seen that in the past few Super Bowls. It's been big defensive plays, huge defensive players making coming up big in moments. But you got to get there still. True. How are you going to get to the Super Bowl? without a franchise quarterback. Well, I guess my thought process is this. Tyler Huntley was 2-2 two and two this season. He was truly 3-2 and because he took over for Lamar in the first quarter. You extrapolate 3-2 and two into a 17-game season, that's 10-7. and seven. You extrapolate 2-2 two and two into a 17-game season, that's 8-8. That's, eight eight. that's doing a lot. It, it that, is. That's, that's, you want to live that that's way, That's kindness. That's, you want to live? And, that, that's, and, your, that's your big heart talking right now. And that division is going to be a lot harder next yeah. year. And they've I'm lost their I mean, the Steelers going to be better. They're going to be good next year, the Steelers. Kenny Pickett, other year. I'm just saying. So then, Joe, yeah, Joe Burrow's gonna be Joe Burrow. Yeah, it's crazy. Pay that man. What are, we, what are we talking about? It's Lamar Jackson. He's your best player. Well, one thing I, I feel like with, with teams, you gotta talk to your captains, right? Because they're the ones that's really in the field. They're on the side with the coaches and the ownership. They're on the side with the other players, with, with the players that make the team, like the, the gunner that nobody knows his name, <laughs> right? The, 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 the lineman that gets down and dirty. Or the second string tight end that does all the blocking, so you get the big runs. They're they're involved with everybody, and every captain will say, "Pay Lamar." Glass Campbell was like, well, "You can't let a guy like that go." No other franchise quarterback on their team is even thinking like this. We got a pair of guys. How are we gonna have a chance to win? After that game, they lost. All the players talked about if we had Lamar, but if we had Lamar, we win that game. You talk about defense. You keep talking about this defense. Of course. Listen, Acho, you play defense, and I get it. I don't care nothing about defense. I play offense. <laughs> but one thing about it is, Ray Lewis is not coming back. <laughs> Raekwon is a beast. You're beast. He's not Ray Lewis. No, not yet. Right, right? No, he's not Ray Lewis. That will probably never happen. He just don't, he's not built like that. Okay. God makes everybody different. I could but never he, be but a he's an all-pro. He's a first-team all-pro. He's not Ray Lewis. Sure, but he's a first-team all-pro. Yeah, Ray was a couple of times of that. Sure, he's a first-team all-pro at 26 years old. That's cool. You want to look at Ray? That's better than cool. You want to look at Ray Lewis? No, I don't. That's what, okay, okay. <laughs> Ed Reed, right? Terrell Suggs. That defense is not coming back. So you can have a quarterback. No, see, he, no, 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 let me finish. Go ahead, finish. You can have a quarterback like Joe Flacco. Oh, okay, quarterback, we can have that. We got them type of dogs. They won't come around again. Here, and the problem's going to be if he, if you don't sign Lamar Jackson, he right? Growled. That's how my dad does when I was a kid. You just like, <laughs> listen. <laughs> but but if you if you don't pay Lamar Jackson, I'm being serious right now. Ray Cross is coming right back to the Bears again. Great defense. Three, three. I like that take. Uh, like Ten, that three take. games. I like that take. Come on. But let me tell you this. The reason that those players aren't coming back is because the Ravens haven't been looking for them. What have the Ravens done? And listen to me. Listen, I listen to you. What have the Ravens done in the first rounds of the last several years? Let's go draft a star receiver out of Oklahoma. Hollywood Brown. Let's go draft a tight end in Hayden Hurst. Let's go draft a running back out of Ohio State. Let's go draft a receiver out of Texas. Let's go draft another receiver out of where Rashad Bateman came from. Minnesota. 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 Like, let's go draft another tight end out of Oklahoma. You ain't going to find Ray Lewis if you ain't looking. No, the problem you is. ain't going to find Ed Reed if you ain't looking. What'd they do this year? They went and drafted Kyle Hamilton. Who was the best player on the field in the playoff game against the Bengals? It was got oh, Kyle oh, Hamilton. And, and, and it took him the whole year. He was getting smoked all year. They had him back, they had him back deep. And they moved him up. They got smoke. Smoke. They finally bring him in the box. No, 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 because he now, now he wanna talk. Now he, but he, he wanna talk, let's talk. 
Okay, but so all, they brought all, they brought him in a box, and, and he did better. He did, and, and he's he's still young. He's still young, and, and he did all that was the best player, and they did what? They lost. Bang! Okay, I see. I was ready for this. I was ready for this. Can we throw up the full screen, please? Throw it in the big board. I want everybody and they mama what to look, see. What are we looking at? Look, turn around. Which quarterback would y'all rather have? Quarterback A or quarterback B? Man, it's, it's, it's I better not this. be a one-game sample size. Yeah, either. like, come it's on. Not. Quarter, it's, it's not. It's not. It's not. What quarterback would you rather have? Oh. It's not a one-game sample size. B. I want B. B. I'll wait for Jordan. It's going to be it's Tyler Huntley. So it's a four-game sample size on the left side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Lamar Jackson. And I'm one. And on the right side, it's Tyler Huntley. So it's not a, it's not a, it's not a one-game sample size. That's a small sample size. This is four games, Shady. Yeah, the other one's only one game. One game. That's, That's only one, one on the game. right side. One game. Look, look, look. But, but He's the reason why I put 100 grand against the other team because <laughs> he was playing the quarterback. Uh, he's not wrong. Uh, he put his money where he's not about? This is a one-game sample size. But this is four. He has you one, understand I, the flaw in logic that, there, that's right? That's not math. I'm done. That math doesn't matter. Math doesn't matter. Just look at this. It's, it's four done. versus one. I, I, All right, disregard I, this. Disregard Okay, it's not good. It's not It's not good. It's not good. I feel what are we arguing here? Are we arguing that Lamar Jackson should make $250 million guaranteed? Or are we arguing that the Lamar Jackson should be kept he don't want to be the, He don't want to like be the team. That, now, that's a phenomenal question. The issue is, Joy, can you separate him? Because if Lamar wants $250 well, guaranteed. Well, if Lamar is saying, I'm not going to play for his team unless they give me $250 million guaranteed, then you have your answer. Because I don't think anybody he might not, yeah, he might not is play giving nowhere. anyone $250 million guaranteed. I don't think when Joe Burrow gets paid very soon that he's going to get soon. $250 million guaranteed. Yeah, no The only that. reason that happened is because the Browns are a... And we're desperate. Bad they, organization. They are, they are. Let, me fine. Let me calm down. The Browns are a bad organization, and they're desperate. they're desperate. That's why that happened. And he took advantage of it because there were other teams that wanted him, and he didn't go there because those organizations said, I'm not giving you 200 But let me ask you this. Uh, Julian, let me ask because I got to go to break. Sorry, we man. have to? This boy's 40, I had, I had 45 gas. to 16. <laughs> I had gas. No, Coming okay. up, we can continue <laughs> this conversation next. Or we're going to talk about the four remaining teams in the NFC. Dak Prescott, oh, Brock Purdy, oh, Jalen Hurts. What quarterback do you trust most? This is a great one right here. That's next on Speed. Who are you taking, right. Dave? We got a Dave first here. Ooh. Dave, who are you taking, Dave? Okay, we're not done talking about Lamar. We got three action-packed minutes for you all. Stay with us. Sit down in your seats. Put those remotes down. Dave, would it Turn be crazy? Up. To, yeah, here. Yeah, that Sorry. part. That part. Turn that <laughs> okay, it was mistimed, but well executed. Dave, would it be crazy for the Ravens to consider trading Lamar Jackson? I, I want to meet you halfway. You're helping me with Dak today. I'll meet you halfway. Here, what is this? Here's the, oh, here's, okay, I do, think, I do think it would be crazy. I do think it would be crazy because everything I know about football in this era is that you need a great quarterback to succeed. That's right. But cutting-edge ideas are always kind of crazy until somebody proves that they can work. I, I'm so proud of this analogy. It's so good. Like, how goofy did it seem when T-Pain hit the scene with auto-tune? Like, what, what is this? What's this guy doing? What is this? This guy can't sing, which actually T-Pain can sing. We like, hey, what are they, so what? You just need a machine to be good now? And now, now what? Now look at us. Auto-tune is everything. It took over the music industry. It seemed ridiculous. So I just say that to say, sometimes stuff looks nuts until somebody has the guts to do it. And I actually think the Ravens are well-positioned. If, if they are bold enough, and I do think it would be nuts, but sometimes you got to get nuts, they are well-positioned to do it. This organization is the model of stability, right? Like, they've had the same owner since 2000. Ozzie Newsom was there forever. He trained their current GM, Eric DaCosta. Eric DaCosta has been in the organization since the 90s. 
John Harbaugh's been there since 08. They're very, I mean, they're Steelers-esque. I, like, I feel like they modeled themselves after the Steelers in the way that it, like, it stays stable at the top. So who better than them to experiment with, okay, we'll tag this guy, and you give us a dozen picks and half a dozen players, and we'll see who comes out on top. Houston did this with Deshaun Watson, but it's such a different situation. Like between the allegations that were following Watson and how poorly run Houston has been cycling through head coaches and all the drama going on there, it's not the same. This would be a very stable, very confident organization saying, give us all this capital in exchange for a quarterback. And we know the Ravens draft well. They do it as good as anybody. I mean, defense, they've found some good offensive players as well over the course of their history. I would be fascinated to see it. I don't know. I, I cannot tell you right now that it would work, but wouldn't that be interesting to see? Because I mean, that's why we always say, we're always like, these guys never hit free agency because they're so important. You know, Kirk Cousins is the only one that did it, and he had to play cap or tag. They had to play tag with him for two years before he finally went to Minnesota. I don't know if it would work. It, it sounds crazy, but with all of the capital, if a well-run organization is using three first-round picks, three second-round picks, and a couple players on top of that, you could build a really nice roster. You would have to go find another quarterback, but you could build a very nice roster. It would be interesting. Can you- I mean, the, the, the example of this is the Niners. Exactly. Right. They've got the best but roster in football. We, but what have we said about it? Everything has to be perfect. True. Yes. You must be perfect. Is that, is that what you're counting on? When I look at a, at a decision that I'm going to make, right, it's like, what's, what's the worst that could happen? What's the best that could happen? If the worst that could happen is, like, we're not recovering, then maybe this isn't the best decision. Let's find one where the bottom isn't we're at the bottom of the league for the next 10 years, which is a possibility. Is like that, the we've never seen that working, from the Ravens, though. The reason that's, that's working for the, for the Niners is because of that. Got to go. We got to go. We got to go. I'm sorry. <laughs> this show does not have enough time for us. But coming up next, we got to take care of some family business, the most fun segment of the show. Don't go anywhere. You need this laugh. That's next on Speak. I thought you were going to say the guy who ran the four-minute mile. It is the resident queen of the show's birthday, Joy Taylor. Happy birthday to you. Can we get the cake? Oh, I got a cake. Oh, oh. I got a cake. Can we I get got a cake? cake. A yes, queen petty cake. Wow. Let's go. Can we get this? Can we get a close up? That's a throwback. Can we get a close up? I have no clock, so I don't know how much time I have left on the show. Joy was doing big hats years before everybody else. I got that in New Orleans. Paid in full, Joy? Not, not today. What? Paid in full movie. Cake. Cake. No, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. No. <laughs> no cake. Oh, Thank oh, you, guys. 36 tour. Come 30, on. 36. 36. Yes. First I was excited. I was on the note. 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 Are we fighting on a birthday? I'm not. Never. I've never fought in my life. Y'all sit for us. We'll see you tomorrow. Happy birthday, bro.